Welcome everybody to the Stoned On Sports Podcast. My name is Matt. Really happy to be here with you today. We are going to wrap up week nine in the NFL. Uh, before we get into that, want to say a big thank you to everybody that comes and hangs out with us in the chat, all of our subscribers and everybody that checks out our content. We really appreciate you guys. As always, I'm joined by the Nexus, Kyle and Ramey. Ramey, we've seen what appears to be a decline in quarterback play this season. You look at uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, uh, they're up right at the top of the league in, in interceptions and turnovers. As a matter of fact, Josh Allen leads the NFL in turnovers since 2018. What do you think is con contributing to that? Do you think it's a, a decline in quarterback talent themselves? Is it offensive line play? What are you seeing when you watch on Sunday? That's a good question, Matt. I was thinking about this earlier today. Um, I actually think that defenses are starting to catch up with the change in offensive rules from a few years back. Um, I think the focus is being put more on defensive specialty and the athletes um, scheme also, I think is, is a big contributor to it because we have a ton of good quarterbacks in the NFL and Josh Allen, notwithstanding because he's turnover prone, but scoring overall is down this year. And just the offensive play hasn't seemed to stack up with what it has in years past. And in my opinion is that the defenses are starting to kind of being able be getting kind of a book on those offenses and as a result points aren't being scored quarterback play doesn't look as good individual games though you'll still see great quarterback play but I think also in addition to the defensive issues teams like the Chiefs um, even the Bengals the Bengals started off slow but the Chiefs just have lost a lot of talent over the last few years being such a good team so I think the talent on the offensive side is more evenly distributed amongst teams too. So I think it's a combination of things, but my opinion is that defenses are starting to kind of catch up to what offenses are doing. What do you think, Kyle? Um, I think it has a lot to do with the old. Sorry stalwart. if I bothered you. <laughs> yeah, no, the old, uh, the old stalwarts there. So Brady's gone. Ben's gone. Phillips is gone. Uh, uh, Rivers is gone. Matt Ryan. Peyton Manning, all these guys are gone. Um, this is the youngest average group of starting QBs through week. Uh, this would have been week eight since the 1970 merger. So you got a lot of new guys. Um, you got injuries that are causing a huge problem. And you got, um, you know, um, rookie QB mania, I guess you could say, where they're starting AR and um, the like. And it's just was different this year and everybody started off because people were hurt burrow nobody saw burrow start off i would think he would start off like that but now he's back yeah i saw something like it's something like 30 percent of the league is going to be starting a second or third string qb this upcoming yeah. week for week 10 yeah. which is wild um there were some good games this past week though a lot of excitement uh, one of the games that really delivered was the Cowboys and Eagles game. I know I was was kind of down on on the Cowboys and and Dak specifically coming into this game, but dude showed up, twenty nine of forty four, three seventy four, three touchdowns. He was a number two uh, fantasy QB on the week, and it's his third straight top five finish. Uh, he he has nutted up over the past <clears throat> few weeks. CD Lamb. <clears throat> 11 grabs for 191 yards. It's his third straight game with over 110 yards. He's back-to-back -back, uh, weeks as the number one overall wide receiver in PPR. He's a number five wide receiver on the season. Tony Pollard, though, he continues to disappoint. Uh, 12 attempts, 51 yards. He had five targets, three grabs for 12 yards. This year, he is at a career low 3.95 yards per rush attempt. And that was the thing that made him so good in years past was that crazy efficiency that you got out of him. But you also had Zeke there uh, to help carry the load. He only has two top 10 running back weekly finishes this year in, in fantasy. He only has three games with 20 touches. 
and, and we were expecting his his share of touches to, to go up this year, and it has, but not by the amount you'd expect. But even by the amount of increase you've seen, you're still seeing that sharp drop in his efficiency. He's a number 18 running back on the season in PPR, and, and you drafted him to be a hell of a lot better than that. You were looking for him to be a, a borderline top 10 running back. Yeah, I think it really just goes to show that he is he seems to be much better suited as a complimentary back. Uh, you touched on when they had Zeke and how much more effective Pollard was coming in and being that change of pace guy. Um, we talked not on the podcast, but kind of offline around the trade deadline that maybe the Cowboys would look at trading for a guy like Derrick Henry or something like that. So maybe you could recapture some of that magic that Pollard had in years past. But it just doesn't seem that when he's the lead back, he's the the starting back, that he has the ability to be as efficient as he has in years past. And it's really starting to show as the season goes on. Yeah, that team's not – they got five rushing touchdowns on the season, Dallas does. So that's not what we're used to seeing with the Cowboys. Um, that was usually their bread and butter was with Zeke the last several years. But, um, man, it's been 19 years since uh, anyone repeated in the NFC East. Do you think the Eagles can do it this year? They got a bye this week, but their fucking schedule right after that bye is a gauntlet. Uh, at you. Kansas City, home versus the Bills, home versus the Niners, at Dallas for a rematch, and then home against Seattle. That's brutal. Yeah, yeah it is. That, that Dallas. Oh. Before you jump in there, Ramey, we've got uh, Kip with Supersonic Loudboy Enterprise in the house saying, what's up, boys? What's going what's on, going brother? On? Glad you're stopping in to, to hang out with us and, and show yeah. your support. We appreciate you. Yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, thanks. I forgot I asked, a, I kind of asked a question, but I talked about the shit. So yeah. you kind of did. And what I'm really looking forward to is the rematch in, in Dallas after this gauntlet of a schedule for the Eagles. Um, we talked on Thursday about how it wasn't a must win for the Eagles, but it was a, if they want to repeat as division champions, the Cowboys game was a game they really couldn't afford to lose just because of the games they have coming up. So with, with who they're playing, granted they have a buy, but then over the next month, who they're playing, they could come in kind of as a as a wounded dog in that Cowboys game, depending on how they go through this stretch. And they did enough to win. Dak wasn't the reason the Cowboys lost. Um, I kind of attribute it more to play calling and and kind of game management. I know that's shocking with uh with old Big Mike down there. Um, yeah. But went for it on a well. couple fourth downs and and didn't really need to, as it turned out. Um, but Dak was not the reason the Cowboys lost that game. No, it's their 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 red zone struggles are just horrendous. Um, but he was great on third down. Uh, he's been great on third down all season. Seventy five percent completion percentage, nine point seven yards per attempt, and a one eighteen point seven passer rating on third down. He leads all categories among quarterbacks yeah. this season so he's he's quiet i'll say quietly having it because nobody's really talking about him um but the rest of you know it, it just seems to be the uh dak and cd lamb show yeah you you touched on their red zone issues i wonder how much of that goes back to the fact that tony pollard can't put the ball in the end zone on the ground so teams are just loading up on on dak or or playing zone coverage and and keeping Dak from being able to find open receivers because they know that they're not going to be able to run it into the end zone. Yeah. And he did it the most. He was, uh, let's see, he faced the third most total pressures on Sunday with 19 total pressures of any kind. Um, sacked five times for 41 yards, and he was 10 QB hits, hit 10 times. Like, he had a great game and was constantly had eagles in his face. Yeah. Kevin. A-K-A-K Dizzle. What it do, baby? Uh, Let's see. What do we got? What is? Oh, that's his team name, Alave Garden. Cute. <laughs> uh, cute was the wrong word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, not that very, there's anything wrong with that. Very cool. Oh. Off one and four, but the boys have caught fire up to five and four in third place. Most points for, what am I reading here? He scored the most points oh. at 1.3,000. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. 
Um, he's got Hertz, Brees, Kamara, CD, ARSB, Laporta, Olave, Hollywood Brown, Cleveland's defense, and Harrison Bucker. Nice. Um, that's a good team. That's a hell yeah, of a squad. A, yeah. And yeah, five and four. So you want what four in a row now? That's good. Matt doesn't know that feeling because he's lost four in a row. Uh, it's all right. It's all right. Poor guy. Um, I'm, is there we'll a question in there, Kevin? Is there a question in there, Kevin? Or am I no, missing think, fellas? I think he's just bragging. Yeah, he's just oh. doing a little roster oh. baiting. There ain't yeah. nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> roster baiting. <laughs> Haven't heard that one till tonight. Nice. I hate that I can't see Matt because it's all right. You ain't missing much. I got a face for radio. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I'm a that's big, a hell. Uh, it is. It's a, nice team. it's a nice team. I don't know how you went one and four with that team. You must have played some. You must have just had some bad matchups, which I can relate. It could happen. Uh, yeah, he says, "Nah, just flexing the roster." You got two I lions, it, brother. On, yeah, you got two lions on there, so I love that. Hell yeah! I don't usually do like a wide receiver <clears throat> tight end from the same team, but I would consider it with those two. Well, and I would imagine too, Laporta was a late round just dart throw pick hoping for a, a lottery sure. ticket to hit so and then when he took the field and starting started putting balls on chins you put him in your lineup mm-hmm. hell yeah so let's get uh, back to the uh cowboys eagles uh jalen hurts was was running a, a little bit more but they were scrambles he's got two straight games of of four or fewer designed rush attempts he did go 17 to 23 for 207 and two he didn't turn the ball over the team is eight and three in games was when he does not turn the ball over out of 39 starts which says his ass has turned the ball over in 28 of 39 starts yeah um (laughs) One person who isn't going to be turning the ball over is Dallas Goddard because he broke his damn arm. So if you've got him, you're going to be without him for a minute. Uh, Kevin's back. How should I feel rolling out Kyler this week with Hertz on by? Got that nice stack. I mean, it's a stack. I don't know if it's a nice stack. Um, I'm a little hesitant to, to to let's wait and see what Kyler can do and how he looks before I go rolling him out. I'd, probably rather start Levis or somebody you can grab uh, maybe over over uh, Kyler. I don't hate starting Kyler this week because the, the big thing, the upside with him is his rushing ability. Um, yeah, and it's a college teammate stack. That's yeah. nice. Um, yeah. So it, even if he isn't perfectly in sync with his receivers, you know he's going to be able to run around and, and maybe get you five or six extra points just with his legs. And if you can get 200 and, and a touchdown or two, it, it, that's a halfway decent fantasy day. That's damn near 20 points. Will he be able to run around? I mean, the ACLs, just because you're ready to come back, doesn't mean you're really 100% what we said about Brees Hall. Mm. That's true. He kind of proved everybody wrong. I mean, the history says was yeah. what we said was right, but some people are, uh, uh, you know, one-offs. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I think, hate running Kyler out there. So, yeah. Ramey, break the tie. I I could go either way. Um, awesome. Yeah. Sure you could. Push. Sure you could. I push. I push. Um, I see what you did. That's cute, Kyle. Um yeah. Uh, I I was actually gonna we we're gonna talk about waiver wire pickups. I think Kyler's worth a waiver wire pickup. I don't know that he's worth a start this week. Like you said, Kyle, it's it's kind of a wait and see for me. But at the same time, I don't know that you have room on your roster to hold three quarterbacks if you're waiting on Hertz to come back from the bye. You just need a one week kind of get you through because Hertz is going to get you points for the rest of the season, notwithstanding an injury. So I, if, if you don't have any other options or any better options, sure. Kyler's worth a a dice roll. I mean, you do think that they're not going to put him out there if he's at any, any risk of re-injury. So he's, he's probably going to get 20 or 30 scrambling yards just because he, you know, doesn't really study the play. He just takes off as soon as he's under pressure. He's 11 months out from that. That was December 12th of last year. 
Yeah. So it seems I, like players are averaging like uh, around nine months from injury to return. So he, he's sure. taking a couple extra months. Let's not that. forget this is a new offense again for him. It and is. he hasn't, you know, yeah, I know he's done a bunch of the mental reps and stuff, um, but that's not the same as playing in a vibe game. <laughs> Carly got Sway in the house. I'm in the house. My bad. I'm stoned. Uh, it is the Stoned on Sports podcast, brother. The more the <laughs> merrier. Yep. Smoke Appreciate you. <sighs> Hertz played well, too. 24 or 20. No, hold on. That's not my right stat. He played well. He's played well over the last two weeks, especially when targeting uh, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. He's 24 of 25 for 343 and five touchdowns and zero picks in the last two weeks when targeting Brown and Smith. Each got, a touch, each got a touchdown uh, this past week. No problem, yeah. Kevin. Always, you are welcome. C.D. Lamb is him. Guy's been on a tear. I was never a huge C.D. Lamb fan until this season. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think Not he'd one of my be teams. top five. I thought he'd be more a, a low-end wide receiver one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Um, what do we got? Uh, move on game. to move on to uh, my Colts going down to Carolina and my reverse jinx absolutely worked. They went down and won 27 to 13. Gardner Minshew was only 17 of 26 for 127 yards, but he really didn't have to do that much. The offense didn't have to do much because Kenny Moore had two pick sixes against Bryce Young. Uh, Bryce Young was 24 of 39, 173, had a touchdown, but he had three picks. Um, I really thought that Bryce Young would be able to show more against this Colts defense, specifically the secondary, and he came out and really didn't do much of anything, got off to a bad start, and it just kept getting worse as the game went on. So good win for the Colts. Um, Taylor was okay. He had 18 carries for 47 yards, so he did have the volume but not really the efficiency at 2.6 yards per carry. He did have a receiving touchdown, though. Um, the thing that I'm worried about is that Josh Downs left the game with a knee injury. He's been having a really good rookie season, and both with AR before he was hurt and then more so with Garner Minshew really was able to get consistent um, targets and receptions and be a really consistent fantasy option for people. But um, Matt and I were talking earlier, the Colts had Sammy Watkins in kind of to, to check him out and, and run him through. So you hope that that doesn't mean that the knee injury for Downs is – worse than than what we're thinking but with a rookie receiver who's whose specialty is are those slants and that inside game you want to be careful with that especially with the the prospects of the colt season um they're four and five so they are technically in the hunt are they a legitimate playoff threat no um but their schedule is super soft so they're probably going to stay right around 500 the rest of the way they go to germany uh, this weekend and play the Patriots. So another opportunity to get to get to 500 before the bye. Um, overall, it was just they just went down and did what they needed to do. Um, the defense really carried the day, so the offense wasn't asked to do much. But could win by the Colts. Yeah, you Something mentioned that, that they. Oh. You mentioned that the Colts didn't have to do much on offense. It's because they fucking didn't do on offense. They were. Yeah. Four of 13 on third down, three and a half yards per play. They only had 198 total yards. Um, Taylor and Moss and, and the rushing guys, or whoever else had a rush, they only averaged 2.6 yards per carry. Um, what I was impressed with was um, the defense got to um, Bryce Young uh, with very little blitz rate. They were the 31st lowest blitz rate the Colts were at 19% with 71 snaps, and they harassed the shit out of him. Yeah. Defense picked it up. They've been – we talked, uh, what was it, Thursday, how the Colts have been getting giving up 37 or more points the last three games, and we're giving up over 26 for the season. So it was nice to see them step up, that granted, again, against a Panthers offense that isn't going to keep anybody up at night. But um, they did what they needed to do, and if they hadn't done that – I talked how it was probably going to be a pretty low scoring close game. And if it hadn't been for the two pick sixes, it's a it's 13 all. <laughs> so um, I like to me and Matt like said, I'm like, they only fucking won because of Kenny fucking Moore and two pick sixes. Yeah. Otherwise, that shit hey. was going to overtime. 
Yeah, that defense has <laughs> caught that defense has cost him over the last few weeks. So it's nice to see them pick him pick him up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Right, we got Kevin back going against Dallas D this week, expecting at least twenty five points from them. Giants gonna be rolling out a practice squad. You got that right. That team has yeah. been just ravaged by injuries. Um, Daniel Jones is going to be out, which isn't a huge loss given the way he's performed this year. That team has actually looked better with Tyrod Taylor, a quarterback. And then so, he got hurt. Then he yeah. went on IR. Yeah. I mean, we all remember week one where they just spanked him 40 to nothing. And uh, it was, I don't, it was ugly. Daniel Jones got sacked seven times. It was, it was ugly. Yeah. They're, Captain they're... Spock, how in uh, top three defensive special teams? Uh, you're asking a question like to stream for this week, what we want, what, what we're thinking. Yeah. yeah. Let's go Let's with that it. way. I think the Falcons are decent going up against Kyler in in his first game back. Um, Their defense isn't amazing, but, you know, you want to try and take advantage of a a rusty Kyler Murray. You may get a a pick or two and and maybe a couple sacks. Uh, That running back or the backfield hasn't looked all that great either. The Browns absolutely destroyed them. Um, I don't I also kind of like the. I don't even hate the Bears versus Carolina this week. It's weird saying that, but. Yeah, and, and um, I, I know they got their dicks knocked in the dirt last week, but I think the Buccaneers are a viable option going up against uh, Will Levis and the Titans. It's going to be at home for the Buccaneers. Their run defense is, is pretty solid, and if they can get some pressure on a young quarterback, they may, may be able to force a, a couple turnovers there too. I don't hate New Orleans against Minnesota at Minnesota. Um, Josh Dobbs had a nice game coming in kind of without any preparation, but the, the Vikings are just banged up and I don't see him repeating that this, this weekend and New Orleans might be a decent pickup. The chances of New Orleans being available to stream is very unlikely. They're not going to be there. Somebody's going to have them. Um. The Colts might not be a bad option either going up against the Patriots in Germany. Um, the Patriots offense has not looked amazing. They looked better last week, but but still couldn't get the win against a, a Washington team that can't stop anybody on the ground. Um, the Colts gave up 130 yards rushing last week, but I also think the Chuba Hubbard, it, it, at least this season, is, is – the equal to maybe a, a little bit better than Ramondre Stevenson, though, in fewer opportunities. But you're I'll, really. I'll throw you another one. I, If you absolutely had to, I wouldn't hate taking the Patriots against the Colts in Germany. Um, Josh Downs is out. It's just the the games over in Europe just seem to typically be lower scoring. Um so it's a, it's that weird time difference travel issue. Um, if if you absolutely had to, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate picking up New England. Awesome. Everybody's full of you know pork schnitzel over there, and they just don't play so good the next day. <laughs> Appreciate you stopping by, Captain Spock. If you haven't already, please throw us a like and subscribe. We are here every Tuesday and Thursday evening at seven p.m. Eastern. And every Sunday morning at 11.30 a.m. for Tinker Time to help you out with your last-minute lineup decisions. You are welcome, Captain. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we love having you guys. Yeah, we love having you guys pop in. Even if it's only for a few minutes, pop in and visit, ask some questions. Love for you to hang around the whole time, but people are busy people are busy all right let's uh transition to another one are we good oh yeah those teams suck yeah um okay up next we have the buccaneers and texans wow what a fucking exciting game that was um texans won 39 37 on a last minute touchdown from stroud to uh tank dell uh stroud finishes qb1 last week um dalton schultz i believe was tight end one last week um he had a hell of a game stroud is not a you know he can win the offensive uh rookie of the year 
but he's looking like an MVP candidate for years to come. Um, he played amazing the other day. He became the sixth player, not a rookie, but a, all players in NFL history to throw for 455 and no interceptions. Joining Peyton Manning, Goff, Big Ben, McNabb, and Y.A. Tittle. That's one thing to keep in nice mind company. with him, though. He threw for 470 last week. The three games prior to that were 140 yards, 199, and 249. So remember, he still is a rookie. You're going to have your ups and downs. The great thing about him is, is up to this point, he just doesn't turn the ball over. And from no. a fantasy perspective, he's already had his bye. Plug him in, let him go. If you're willing to to ride the wave and, and see how things go, have at it. Um, he's the QB8 on the season, so it's not like there's anyone better sitting on waivers that you can you know replace him with. Roll with it. See what the hell happens. I just his he's throwing so well on throws of twenty plus air yards on Sunday. He was six for eight of one and one ninety nine, uh, with three touchdowns on the season. He is twenty one and a half percent with completion percentage over expected first in the NFL. I'm just very impressed with him. I got him in a couple leagues, um, and his receiver Nico Collins is awesome too. Uh, leads the NFL in when he's the isolated receiver, he leads the league in uh, yards, touchdowns and receiving EPA uh, with Stroud. They're just they're just having a fine season. I can't wait to keep watching him play Bronson. Yeah. Trade Purdy and Tank Dell for Mark Andrews. I mean, first thing is, yes, most definitely. Yes, that's a top. What? That's the second best tight end in the league, right? Behind yeah, Kelsey. I think so. He He's in the argument that Kelsey is number one, and then there's two or three guys kind of in the mix for the second best, uh, Hawkinson, Mandrews, and, and Laporta. Um, Tank Dell, he, he's had a, a damn good rookie season. I think he's the number 32 wide receiver in PPR, but he is so boomer bust. He's either going to give you 20 points or he's going to give you 6.3. Um Give me the elite talent at a position of scarcity all day long. Purdy, I'm I'm not real big on. So yeah, I, I would make that move. Right? I'll make I'll make it unanimous. I would do that trade too. Um be interested to see. Ooh, here we go. Trade Waddle and Khalil Herbert for Devontae Adams. I would not do that. I'm leaning towards no as well. I'd I'd rather keep Waddle and I really like Khalil Herbert watching him last season and I'm just not sure what's going to happen. I mean, the Raiders look, you know, reinvigorated, but it's only one week. I think I I'd hold on to Waddle and Herbert and make that first trade so that you got Andrews in in the tight end spot. Um and I think you'd be set. I I I'm just afraid that Devonte is not going to have any kind of bounce back for the rest of the season. He, Aiden O'Connell, uh, I don't have the numbers up, but um, Devonte didn't have a good game with Aiden O'Connell there, and we thought that he'd have a lot of targets. Um, it just, I just don't know. Um, not to say that Devonte is washed because I don't think he is by any means, but the quarterback play that they've gotten on the Raiders this far this year just hasn't been great, and there was a natural kind of boost for the Raiders coming off of the coaching change. I don't look this. I don't see that continuing down the stretch. So I think I'd hold on to Waddle because I think you're going to get more production out of him over the, the rest of the season. You know what? I'll, I'll make it unanimous. Um, I understand the thought process of, of trying to buy low on Devonte Adams because he's a first ballot hall of famer. Um, Waddle is in a better offense. And the thing about Khalil Herbert, he actually has a lot in common with Tony Pollard in that he really excels in that 12 to 15 touch role when you have somebody like Deontay Foreman in there to, to take the beating between the tackles. And then you bring uh, somebody like Khalil Herbert in as a high volume change of pace back. Devontae Adams, he, he's great, but two of his next three games are against the Jets and the Chiefs. They still have two left against the Chiefs, and they've got like the number two pass defense. You've got a, a an interim coach in there who is a defensive-minded guy, so it's not like he's going to come in and say, fuck it, we're running the air raid. They're going to run the ball. They're going to throw the ball short, high percentage passes, stuff like that. 
I'm going to hold on to Waddle. He's got a better floor and he's got more upside. And Khalil Herbert is somebody that could really make a difference going down the stretch. Great question, though, Bronson. Love it. Yeah, if you haven't already, please uh, please give us a like and subscribe. We appreciate you stopping by. Two points I wanted to make about the Bucks houston game. Uh, Houston was without um, their lead back. Oh, God, I had his name before. Damian Pierce. Pierce. Yes, I had it before we went to the questions. Damian Pierce. And also the Bucks were scoring a ton of points against that Houston defense. So I agree with you guys. C.J. Stroud is definitely a, a worth a start for the rest of the year. But if you're anticipating him having 300 yards and three touchdowns on a week-to-week basis, I don't see that happening. He does look like a guy that's going to haunt me for the next five to ten years in that division, though, which is just great. <laughs> Question for you, Ramey, since you are an, an uh, AFC South guy. Who would you rather have rest of career, Trevor Lawrence or C.J. Stroud? If if I had to choose one today, I'd take Trevor Lawrence. He's been extremely efficient this year, and he's shown that he can do it over the last two to three years, Urban notwithstanding. Um, C.J. Stroud looks like he's on a course to maybe be a more explosive quarterback than Trevor Lawrence, but the sample size is so small that I just, if I had to choose one, I'd go with Trevor Lawrence. Um, he just seems like the more complete quarterback right now, but that's because I've seen more of him in the NFL. Ray Gamer. Welcome back, Ray. I remember you from, uh, I don't know, a week or two ago. Um, he's got Waddle and Hurts on by. Starting lineup of now is Dak, Olave, Metcalf, Barkley, Brees, Hawkinson, Monty, Aubrey, and Raiders defense. If Hawkinson is out, I will play Taysom Hill before the game started on Sunday for a defense for this week. Hold on. Okay. All right. That's not a bad lineup. It's not horrible. Not at all. One thing I would consider, and maybe just float this out there in your league, I would look to unload uh, Saquon Barkley. That offense is going to be a an absolute dumpster fire. They've got games against the, the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Saints, the Patriots. Um, actually, it's two against Philly yet coming up. I I think his his week-to-week ceiling is going to be severely limited. I mean, they may end up starting Matt fucking Barkley there. Like, that's how bad things are. Barkley and Barkley, eh? Right. Matt or Danny DeVito. I've got a question for you guys based on on this lineup. You said offloading Barkley. Would you pair him with either Dak or Jalen Hurts to try to get back a a, a top 10-ish running back? Or maybe even a receiver. Yeah, isn't I? Oh God, I would almost roll with Brees and Monty the rest of the way. Yeah, Monty. I, there's a, a little bit of concern just with his health, given that he's he's missed some games this season, and you know they're just going to ride him into the ground this year. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I'd rather hold on to to Jalen Hurts just because he scores so many rushing touchdowns. If I'm going to package Barkley with somebody, it's going to be Dak. But with a deal like that, you have to have a very specific team in mind who is looking to upgrade at quarterback and has the the running back or um, high-end receiver to send back because Olave's kind of been a a disappointment this year, and, and so has DK. Um, I would move Barkley and, and try and upgrade at receiver. Yep. Nice. Um, he followed up with, uh, if Hawkins is it out, if Hawkins, geez, I can have to fucking talk this week. It's my week not to be able to talk. If Hawk is out, I'll play Taysom Hill. Made a, He made a mistake by dropping him before the game started for a defense. Oof. I hope I can get him back. Uh, if, if you it, got number fab, one waiver priority or, can, or is but... it a fab league throw some money man i have them in two leagues and it's working out and i'm going to ride the Taysom hill train and i just hope it doesn't end good luck getting it back though that's going to be tough especially with goddard getting hurt and some top teams with, that are on by this week yeah. <clears throat> 
after this week, it looks like he's rolling with the Browns D and, and Lions D in nearly every game. Rest of season schedules look great. I like that. Hell yeah. Those are those are two good defenses of the two. I, I'm going with the Browns unless they just have an absolutely atrocious matchup. But even then, they've also shown they can shit the bet against the Colts somehow. So any given Sunday. That's true. <laughs> good luck, Ray, though. You got a you got a good team. You should be primed for the uh for the playoffs. Uh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ramey, did you have a couple more? You were talking. I know you said one of your points for Bucks Texans. I don't know if you said your second. Uh just the fact that the Bucks were scoring a ton of points. So it kind of forced Stroud to continue to pass with uh with a. Uh, God, Damian Pierce. <laughs> there it is. Um, Damian Pierce out. So um, it was kind of a perfect storm for for Stroud to be able to to put up those kind of numbers. Yeah, Devin Singletary uh, didn't do squat in Damian Pierce's absence. <clears throat> Excuse me. 13 for 26. Had yeah. Two targets, two grabs for a great big goose egg. Um, he was a, a disappointment from an almost desperation play. Uh, I know I started him in a league. What's really interesting, though, is that Bobby Slowick came over from San Francisco with D'Amico Ryans, and this team is not running the way you would expect. They've got some good talent on the offensive line. I think Damian Pierce is, is a talented running back, but you're just not seeing that translate. They're averaging 3.2 yards a carry. They've only got three rushing touchdowns which is fourth lowest in the league, and they have no runs over 20 yards, which is just – that that's just ridiculous. They also don't have CMC, which greatly helps San Francisco's rushing attack. We've seen what's happened when, when McCaffrey's not in there and either Elijah Mitchell or others are in there. It's, it, it's a huge drop-off. I mean, he's RB1, so obviously, Captain Obvious here, but – <laughs> it has to do with the the horses you've got too. So I think that that kind of attributes to part of that lack of the rushing attack. But you're right, Damian Damian Pierce isn't a terrible running back, but they just he's not CMC, but nobody is. So I'll stop talking now. Ray traded James Cook for Brees Hall in Week Nine because nice he lost Chubb. Oh, Matt Matt could be your I know buddy. That pain. <laughs> I know that pain. Of that course, I wish I could have replaced him with fast Willie Beeman, but Dude. it wasn't an option. Willie Beeman, great quarterback. <laughs> uh, he also traded away Higgins with Cook for with Hall, Cook. but now Higgins looking good. Oh. Yeah. I probably would have advised not to do that, but. I thought I when feel he said, you were probably feeling that Burrow was just going to have a bad year, and here he is a few weeks later playing. When ball. he said, "When he said Cook for Hall," I thought it was straight up, and I thought he was that was a that would have been a great trade based on how James Cook has lo looked over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see the the thought process in in making that trade, but also at the same time, the hindsight is undefeated. So, <laughs> it sure is. Hey guys, I have Goddard. Who should I add? In Joku or Cade Otten? I'm gonna go Stace, with Njoku. He, he's a little available. <laughs> uh I think Njoku is, is a little bit higher in the pecking order for targets there in Cleveland than Cade Otten is. Cade Otten, look, he Cade Otten had what the hell was it? Nine targets. He went six for 70 with two touchdowns. That's probably the best game he's going to have in his career. Don't go chasing last week's numbers. I'd rather have Njoku. Yeah. Um, is Janu Smith available? Arizona's not very great against well, tight I know. He's not very great against tight ends. I know Matt said don't just chase him, but he gets four or five targets a game. Usually catches three of them. Might fall into the end zone. But out of those two, yeah, I, I'm choosing David. I mean, Chanu Smith is tight end 11 on the season in PPR. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, Arizona's not too hot against against the tight ends. 
Glad to see um, you back, George. Yeah, heck yeah. All right, next up, Vikings, Falcons. Um, that was a pretty exciting game, too. Uh, rookie Jaron Hall didn't last very long, got a concussion. Here comes Josh Dobbs, just fresh off the fucking plane, and comes in there and draws up plays in the sand, and you know they somehow win. <laughs> yeah no ho hank saved the day no ho hank <laughs> i mean the boy dobbs has played for six teams since uh week 18 of the 21 season vikings cardinals titans lions browns and steelers that's insane the guy must, so must just have fifteen thousand plays in his head josh dobbs is qb 10 on the year he is a legit QB one. Wow. Hey, I, I mean, he helps out on the ground though. I mean, he had 66 yards does. rushing and a touchdown this yeah. week. He did fumble three times, but you know, considering he got off the plane and they were like, get your ass in there. You know, he, yeah, he did he, pretty damn well. He almost he ran just two as much as, he almost <laughs> ran just as much as acres and Madison did the other day and poor cam acres. Tor's other, Achille, yeah, Tor's other Achilles geez. after uh, a couple of years ago having it on his right uh, right Achilles. So, bummer for him. He did come back pretty quick last time with that, um, oh, bridge arch, new surgery they're doing for the Achilles. He, he was back in five and a half months versus, you know, 11, 12 months normal recovery time. But um, crazy. Yeah, I think Dobbs was smart, too. Granted, you had K.J. Osborne get hurt on an absolutely brutal hit. But between uh, T.J. Hawkinson and Jordan Addison, they combined for 19 of the 36 available targets. Everybody else got three or fewer. So in that situation, Dobbs understood where his bread was going to be buttered, and, and he worked with Hawkinson and, and Jordan Addison. That backfield is a damn mess. Um, if you can avoid it at all possible, do so. But I also understand, you know, given where you might have drafted Alexander Madison, you might kind of have to start him, especially as we're still navigating bye weeks. Yeah, because it's going to be what Tyson Chandler. What's yeah, Tyson Chandler? There's the number two running back now. So don't know too much about that fella. Yeah, he used got tired play, of basketball. Used to play and, the, yeah. That's what I was yeah. gonna say. <laughs> That's pretty tall. Um, Atlanta, though, on the other side of the coin, they looked a, a little bit better. They definitely scored more frequently with uh, Heineke as their quarterback. Um, they scored twenty-eight points, uh, which was their season high this season. So, but he was Dude, only he actually he only completed fifty-five percent of his passes, two sixty-eight, a touchdown, and his pick. So he needs to get that completion percentage up. A, a bunch, but um, didn't look horrible. Yeah, what the actual fuck are they doing with Bijan? I mean, this is ridiculous. He has one carry inside the ten yard line. You know who else has one? Janu fucking Smith. Yeah, I don't. He has one game with twenty that. touches. Like what? Usually, shit? you get a rookie running back and you run the shit out of them because they're only going to last a few more years. I don't right. get it. Or at least use him as more than a fucking decoy. Oh, he's he's helping away from the ball. Really? That's what that, you drafted him to do? And that's kind of the what they, they did with Kyle Pitts. You saw it last year, probably some of this year, too, where he looked more like a decoy um, than an actual fucking threat. I don't understand you, it. You can't act that smart if you're Arthur Smith unless you win enough games, and they aren't winning enough games. We talked about it before the season. The Bijan draft pick didn't really make a lot of sense based on the needs of that team they have tyler algier who's a really good running back they could have used that draft they could have traded back they could have drafted somebody that would have been a lot more impactful um to that team but your guys are absolutely right if you're going to draft them you got to use them you can't just keep drafting these talented talented offensive players and then saying okay well they're gonna they're gonna occupy most of the defense so i'm actually you i'm gonna zig and when you think i'm gonna zag but you're really just kind of running in place and not really doing anything so of course they score 28 points and they give up 31 to the guy off the plane it's uh, falcons are kind of i know they're only a game under 500 but it just i don't love what they do 
No, I don't understand how somebody gets out of bed and says to themselves, you know what? I'm entrusted with running an NFL franchise, the on the field product, and I'm going to run my offense through John U. Smith. That is our path to victory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't get, there's talent there. Drake London and Pitts and um, Bijan and, and Tyler Algier. And I just don't get it. Cordero Patterson to a lesser extent, but like yeah. there's, there's opportunities to be creative with that offense. And I know the quarterback play isn't what you would hope, but you need in this day and age with the NFL, you need to be able to utilize that talent and, and score more points on a consistent basis. Drake and London like, should be a perennial pro bowler with competent quarterback play. Yeah. 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 See, if Drake London was on the chiefs, he'd be the wide receiver one. Oh, hell yeah, he would. More than he's the wide receiver one in Atlanta. You know, you, you get what I'm saying. But tough. Who's Atlanta got this week? Arizona. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did hmm. Drake London even have a target? Did he play? No, he was no. hurt. Hurt. Okay. He was growing. <clears throat> yep. He was out. But yeah, I don't. Maybe Deshaun Watson can go help. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I don't understand that at all. If Justin Sean Watson was going to be out so long this last month, why the fuck did they just put him on IR? Because they're dumb. Um, Want to talk about a, a game featuring teams that matter? Yep. Yes. Bengals and the Bills? Yeah, let's do it. Go with it. Yeah. All right. Jose Burrow, he, he looked excellent again. 31 of 44, 348 yards, two touchdowns. Over his last four games, he's averaging 283 yards with 10 touchdowns and two picks. He's still the QB 18 on the season, but he's the QB six over the past five weeks. So he's really starting to hit his stride. This was a T Higgins game. He had nine targets, eight grabs for 110 yards. He's got back-to-back -back games over uh, 11 PPR points. He's a wide receiver, 16 in that period, which is more what you had in mind when you drafted him as opposed to the return that you've been getting uh, over the bulk of the season. Chase had a pedestrian day, four for 41, eight targets. He hurt his back on a, a, a leaping catch attempt at, at the end of the game, and that dude landed hard. Uh, you know when you bounce on a football field that that you're hitting that with a degree of impact that is going to cause some pain. And I think even Chris Collinsworth mentioned that, you know, his back's going to hurt tomorrow when he gets out of bed. Yeah. Mixon, solid again, 37 yards rushing, had a touchdown, five grabs for 31. He's got five games over 10 points this season. He's the RB19, RB6 over the past couple of weeks. So this offense is really clicking now. It's coming back. It is. And the tight ends got involved too. They had um, yeah. no touchdowns to tight ends this season, and they had two on Sunday night football. So um, they're doing some good things. On the flip side, Dalton Kincaid, tight end for Buffalo, um, 10 for 81 on 11 targets. Looked good. Looked damn good. He's, he's starting yeah. to like solidify that position. I'm, I, I, Dawson Knox, who? Yeah, he's he's a tight end five over the past two weeks. Yep. Yeah. Um, like and they tried to establish the run there, but it was just Buffalo gives up way too early. James Cook's not looking so well. I really, really liked him this year. Um, he averaged three and what three point three on six hole carries. Like they just gave up, said fuck it, might run the ball. Yeah. Well, Josh Allen ran the ball eight times for 44 yards. Yeah. Too too often in the past has been their running game, and Josh Allen yeah. did more Josh Allen things with a pick, um, a really critical pick when they were still in the game. And um, the Bengals kind of ran away and hid in this game. I know that Burrow threw the ball a lot, but they got up early and just kind of staved off a comeback from Buffalo at the end, but it was too little too late, and Bengals are – kind of trending in the right direction. And if the season ended today, the Buffalo bills would not be in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of five going, teams. Everybody's going from the AFC North. So yeah, <laughs> every little Which is damn insane. fucking division. It is, that, that is insane. Um, That'll uh, kind of work itself yeah, out though Chase, in, the coming, in the coming weeks. Yeah. If Chase misses some time, 
T. Higgins. He had up your tire boys. Yep, mm-hmm. I got him already in a starting lineup this week as well. I'm like, I'm throwing him in there. I think one of the big problems with the uh, Bills offense, though, is they really do not have a consistent, dependable number two option behind Stephon Diggs. Maybe Dalton Kincaid can provide that, but Gabe Davis is just such a boomer bust guy, um, as shown this week. Yeah, he's yeah. been coming on. That's what it'd be. Yeah, yeah. Grab, Shakir has been good. Four grabs yeah, I grabbed him last week, started him, got me eight so points, and I was okay with that. And I might roll with him again this week. I'm not certain yet. Depends on how waivers go tonight. Um, the Bills are probably fucked, though, right? I mean, they're you just mentioned they wouldn't make the playoffs. Their schedule. Yeah, okay, they got the Broncos, but then it's Jets, Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers, Pats, and Dolphins. I'm gonna go with no. Yeah, you know, I don't. No, I don't. Gonna... I don't see it happening, especially if those AFC North teams keep going as they do. I mean, eventually they're all play each other again and, and beat up on each other, and there'll be some losses. But Whew. that 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 uh, January seventh game in Miami could have a lot of implications on who makes the playoffs and who wins could. the division. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very well. Could. Excellent. I mean, it's well within the range of outcomes that the Bills finish this season under 500. I wouldn't be shocked given where they are and who they have yet to play if they finished eight and nine. Do you think if that's the case for Buffalo, they look to make a coaching change? I don't think so. Not not after one down year because they, they have had some success there. They've made a couple halfway decent playoff uh, runs. You know, they've made the playoffs, won a game. They made a, an AFC championship game here a couple of years ago. Um, and even in the games that they're losing, it's not like they're not competitive. They're just, they get any given Sunday at times, and they get Josh Allen at times. The modern-day Brett Favre. Yeah. Yep. Um, man. I was just looking at some stuff earlier on PFF, and Joe Burrow really tears up zone coverage. Just tears him up. Um, <laughs> he is, let's see, he leads the NFL in success rate at 66% and uh, EPA plus 21.7 versus zone coverage in the last couple of weeks. Um, the Bills played zone on 74% of their snaps. How's his big-time throw rate? I, I don't have it. I don't get it. His big time throw weight. Any more Bills bungles? Oh, I think I'm good there. It was a oh. it was a fun Sunday night game, but yeah, just two teams that seem to be trending in opposite directions. Agreed. Waiver wire targets. Who you got, gentlemen, for week 10? A lot of big potent offenses on by this week, a lot of injuries. What do you got? I'll throw oh. one out there. Um, I think, well, I'll throw two, actually. They're both quarterbacks, and they're both kind of related. I, would, I wouldn't hesitate to pick up Kyler Murray on waiver wire if you need a quarterback. I think he's going to be able to put up some points because of that rushing ability. Um, also, Josh Dobbs um, looked really good with absolutely no preparation, and, and you know that Vikings offense has weapons. So, in addition to his running ability, um, I think over the course of the rest of the season, if you need somebody at the quarterback position, those are two that you could plug in, depending on the matchup. Um, if you have to rely on especially Kyler as a, as a starter the rest of the way, I would be concerned. But those are two guys I think would be really good if you need if if your starter's on by. Yeah, uh, Josh Dobbs this year has 258 rushing yards, good for third amongst quarterbacks. Um, he has four top 10 finishes on the season. Uh, another guy I like is Keaton Mitchell from the Ravens. Yeah. Um, he's somebody who they, I believe he was on IR for a good uh, portion of the year. Then they brought him back. Um, I think we all understand at this point what Gus Edwards role is in that backfield, but Justice Hill hasn't really been super impressive. And I think there's an opportunity there uh, for Mitchell to steal 
a good portion of Justice Hill's workload. If he continues to perform the way he did last week, he was super, super efficient. Um, and then in garbage for, time, in garbage time, but still, um, I also like Noah Brown, wide receiver from the Texans. I think he's a boomer bust flex play as long as Robert Woods is out. Um, Jesus, that sucks. Um, Did we take all yours? No, not really. Um, I'm going to throw Taysom Hill out there. He, he's probably available on some. He was available in my brother's league, which I don't understand. But, um, dude, he's he's – starting to show some long-term value. I think, um, I thought when Joan Johnson came back and, um, Jimmy Graham and, and stuff like that, that maybe Taysom Hill would get, uh, used a lot less, seeing less targets. That's not the case. He's still ramped up. He's just huge on the goal line. He did awesome for me. Um, they kept him as a rec- you know, as Hill as a receiver and, and Graham was a healthy, healthy scratch on Sunday. So they like him better. Plenty of upside based on his usage. I'm curious what changed there because for the first six weeks of the season, he wasn't doing shit. No. he. I mean, he had 22 points total through week six. And then the past. He had way less touches, though. They just weren't. His usage was way lower. Sure. I, I understand that. My curiosity is what changed for them to change his usage. I think it had a lot to do usage. with Graham out, Jawan Johnson out, uh, uh, um, running back that played for Detroit last year. Jamal Williams was out. He's back. I just think it – I mean, adapt or die, man. You got this guy here who's 30-some years old and can do all this shit. It's amazing. I'll throw one Another, out for you guys. Oh, go ahead, Kyle. Oh, I was I was kind of throwing one out that's not going to be for this week, but maybe you're thinking for uh, when Pat Fryermuth comes off IR. I'm hoping in two weeks. Um, Very favorable schedule going forward. Um, They have the fifth easiest schedule the Steelers do for tight ends going forward. Um, All the other teams there in the in the like the one through four easiest schedule all use multiple players in that position. Um, and two of them, two like during the fantasy playoffs, Pittsburgh would play Cincinnati and Indianapolis. That's two of the top six teams at allowing fantasy points to tight ends this season. So again, I, I always kind of, I'm always thinking for this week, but I'm always looking ahead to next week or even the next week after that. Just you heard it here play. first, folks. Invest in the like Steelers' up. offense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say. Yeah, I'm usually that Canada's offense. Uh, I do fucking hate that offense um but he was playing decent before he went down the one i was gonna throw out was jalen tolbert um of the cowboys he looks like a guy that started to kind of take over for for michael gallup um his his uh snaps played is kind of creeping up on gallup and gallup has not really done a whole lot over the, the course of his career with the cowboys um tolbert looked good against the eagles he had uh let me pull it up here. He had three receptions for 49 yards and a touchdown. And it looks like he's a guy that Dak is comfortable throwing to off. He had t- five targets in that game. Um, if you need a receiver or want somebody that you might be able to stat to stash in case there's an injury, he might be worth picking up if you can afford to just put him on your bench. Yeah. An- another Jalen I like is Jalen Guyton, a uh, wide receiver from the chargers. Look, Quentin Johnston, I, I get it. He was their their shiny new toy there, but he just ain't it this year. I don't understand where this narrative come from that he's like some four three guy. He's more like a four five guy. He's six three, but he almost plays like he's five eleven. He's raw in his route running, and I understand. You know, guys improve in season. I'd rather have Jalen Guyton. He's a six one guy who is a, a legit speedster who can excel down the field. Plus, he's already got uh, a good amount of rapport and uh, chemistry with Justin Herbert. If you're going to take a chance on somebody, let it be him. Maybe you can catch lightning in a bottle and get a, a three for 85 with a touchdown game out of him. Nice. All right. Sound good? 
Good. Sure. Waivers. Yeah. I don't. You sound great. Yeah. I'm. Well, it's all good stuff. I don't know if a lot of if Tank Dell's still around in a lot of leagues. I think he got kind of mass dropped when he had that concussion three weeks ago. It, it's that. interesting. He and Josh Downs are separated by 1.3 points in PPR. And just the way that they get there, Tank Dell has like 101.3, and I think Josh Downs has 100 on the nose. But with with Tank Dell, like I was saying earlier, it's that you're going to get 22 points or you're going to get six, where Josh Downs has been like, all right, I'll give you 13 every week. Yeah, I'll take that. Who, who would you rather have? I would rather have Josh Downs and know that you can count on those 13 points. You got rather than. Hey, I, <laughs> I don't even know I, why I asked. Kyle's going to say the same thing. No, he's not. I like the upside there in Houston. Uh, <laughs> um, and I like CJ Stroud throwing the ball to him over Minshew throwing the ball to Downs. It's looked good. It's 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 kind of worked for the Colts and Downs is looking good. I, I hope he's not out a long time because he's been a nice player to watch. Um, we yeah. got to go over last week's numbers. Yeah, let's roll it up here. Where is it? Yeah, Let, let's do oh, this. Hold on. I got to take this logo off. Uh, let's go with podcast standings. Got our podcast league. Um, yes. My five-game win streak was snapped. I, I lost this week, but still firmly in second. Still firmly with a bye, which I love. You fellas, we got to look way farther down. Ramrod, after starting just kind of horrible and stuff, has now passed you, Matt, and you've lost four in a row, Matt. What, what, what's going on with your team? I, I think it's you need to trade me some players. All right. So number one, I'm not going to fuck up the integrity of the league for you. Number two, I understand <laughs> this is a listener league, and it would be bad form for me to win. So I'm, <laughs> yeah, I pull back. You know, I, I make it not obvious that, you know, I'm not really a, a tank commander, but, you know, more so like, hey, let's just make sure you don't win too many, stay competitive. Um, as you can tell by the 993 points I've scored, um, you know, that's just it. Just give somebody a good run and and help them enjoy their victory and their experience in the Stone Down Sports Podcast Listener League. It's a public service. <laughs> Speaking of public, I want to win it because it is public. That's fine. Drew's still hanging that. in there. Got some good stuff here. Your buddy at Carvana, Charles, is quietly having a great season. Yeah, he is. Look at AJ. And I know Top he started scoring out. five and four. He stopped. He's he, he's lost three in a row. He was up Way there. To go, Elvis. Just not going well. Not going well. <laughs> Ramey's just waiting for the good stuff where he looks good. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> once again, what's that? When we week, turn the camera off, one week, <laughs> right? One week we were able to get Ramey off the winner circle, and he's right fucking back there, just barely uh, edging Matt out by less than a point. Matt, that seems to be happening uh, in a lot of things. Uh, this and, and and a lot of our leagues for fantasy, where you're losing by a point or two. Right. You should, start, and under, you should start the right players. That would help. And under certain circumstances, edging can be fun, but this is not one of them. <laughs> um, you know, it, it'd be nice to get the dub, but, you know, Ramey, he's new, and, and I want to, you know, make sure he enjoys his experience here playing DFS with us, so he'll want to do it next year. And so, you know, it, it's better to give than receive. So you're so, last at one and eight, and you're last in total points. I mean, I'm not going to be buying Ale Emporium, so oh, I don't you're give a going shit. to be buying me wings and fries and whatever Ramy wants a salad or something. And yeah, infant size portion of boneless wings. Well, yes, yeah. he wants a small portion of boneless wings, no fries. He's watching his weight as he yeah. sucks down the big gulp of Mountain Dew. I don't know if it was Mountain Dew. <laughs> got water. I don't know what you're talking about. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> don't beverage. Uh, Kyle. Yeah. All right, Matt. We'll talk good about you for a second. Our aces, deuces, locks, picks time. from from uh, week nine. Matt had a good week. Five and zero. Oh. He's mm-hmm. on the plus side. It's over five hundred now. I did as good as you can possibly do. 
<laughs> yes, you Let's did. Let's just point that out. It is yes, not better to do better, or it's not possible to do better than I did. Congratulations. I stand atop Matt. the mountain. Yes. Thank you very right. much. How much money did you win by going 5-0? and Because I won $13. <laughs> yeah, but what uh, on your two and three, you won $13? Or no, on the DFS, DFS, where the money no. where the money is. You, See, you, know, you should stuff we ain't you don't, no more. Rain, you're supposed to bet these aces, deuces, and locks. What the hell oh. have you been doing? Oh, I've been betting them, just not against you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm still leading the pack, 26 and 19, but I'm. I'm starting to hear the footsteps from Maddie, so I'll have to step it up this week. The gap you better is do closing. something. Hopefully, I don't the know. call's coming from inside the house. You're going right. to get edged. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on down. You know where I live. Love to have you. <laughs> I bet you would. A little out of your league, though. Yeah, whatever. <clears throat> cool. Another uh, excellent uh, little. Little evening here, little recap, some some waiver wires for week ten. Not a lot of great games this weekend. We can talk about that on Thursday. We will, but just bullshit. But cool. I'm ready to go. Unless anybody's got anything. Anybody, any viewers out there got any last minute questions? Yes. Nope. That's a question we already answered. Yes, it is. Yes, I am stupid. Appreciate you guys joining Ray and George yeah. and uh, Buff and, and uh, or uh, Jesus, Buff and Kip and uh, Captain Spock. I think was he new? I think he was I think new. so. Yeah. Bronson. Hey, Kevin, Kevin K. Dizzle was not new. I know he had been in here before. So excellent. Yeah. Take us out, someone. So All I right. Get it because I ramble. Well, if you'd shut up, we could do it. Yeah. Like uh, like Kyle said, thanks to everybody that, that hopped on for however long, participated, asked questions. Uh, couldn't do it without you guys. Don't forget to check out our website, www.stonedonsports.com. Check us out on all the socials. Uh, we will be back on Thursday evening at 7 p.m. to discuss uh, the week 10 in the NFL, along with our aces and deuces. Um, it's been Really good evening. Enjoy chatting with you fellas. We will see you on Thursday. Yeah, and don't forget, those of you uh, who may be checking out the replay of this, uh, if you have questions, drop them in the comments. We'll we'll be happy to answer them there for you as well. Excellent. Have a Website, great evening. WWW. Stoned on. No, wait a minute. No, I already, I already said, said that. Yeah. Shit. All right. Have a good Bye. night, folks. See you later. Kyle doing Kyle things. And you only said two W's and stream.